From a spoiled brat who tries to punch the school cop to a spoiled brat who gets $1,000 per week as allowance and demands that he gets more because it's too little, these are the most spoiled kids of all time. Let's go. So we're going to call the subscriber submitted the first story, Avery. So anyways, there is a kid in Avery's class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And the spoiled kid had been getting cockier and cockier. And he was your kind of standard, typical spoiled kid who, you know, believed that he deserved everything and that everyone should just bow down to him. And this all started one day in class when Avery was kind of like sitting in the middle of the class. He wasn't like totally paying attention, but he was, you know, he was doing his work. He was doing his time. You already know how it is, right? And the spoiled kid was kind of just sitting there, and the spoiled kid started, like, throwing, like, little bits of paper at Avery. Like, kind of, like, crumpled up balls of paper, so not, like, so small you wouldn't notice it, but big enough that it's, like, annoying. So Avery turns around, he's like, no, what's good? And the spoiled kid's like, wasn't me, dude. And obviously just trying to be annoying. And a, a little bit of context, Avery and the spoiled kid were not friends. They, like, had major beef a long time ago, and just, I mean, it's not like they still have beef. I mean, that was, like, third grade beef or something. But they just never, like, recon reconciled, so they weren't enemies, but they definitely weren't friends by any means, right? So at this point, you know, the spoiled kid is just, like, he's just messing with Avery, and he knows that Avery doesn't like him. So after class... Avery's walking to the front of the class with a backpack. He just wants to get to his next class, right? And the spoiled kid comes up to him. is like, hey, man, like, sorry about that random guy throwing paper spit, like, spit wads at you. Like, it wasn't me, but I'll let you know if I see who it was. And said in a tone where it's, like, very obvious. I mean, they both knew who was throwing it, right? So the spoiled kid was just trying to be more and more of a jerk. Avery's like, all right, dude, like, whatever. And the spoiled kid's like, you don't say whatever to me. And, like, literally, like, pushes his hand onto the wall in front of where Avery was walking to stop him. Unfortunately, right, the spoiled kid, who got everything he ever wanted, was also a pretty big kid. Like, he just was physically large. I'm not saying he grinded in the gym. I mean, he got everything he ever wanted, so why would he try for something? But he was a physically bigger kid, right? So it was a little difficult for Avery to just be like, no, I'm going to do what I want, because, you know, I mean... This kid would just kind of block him or whatever. So Avery looks up to him, looks up at him, doesn't look up to him, right? Looks up at him. The spoiled kid looks at him and kind of just gives him this smile. And Avery's just like, this kid is the absolute worst. So this is just an example of what the spoiled kid is like. So the spoiled kid started to get a little bit more and more cocky, right? He started to just believe that he could get away with this running the school. And the spoiled kid definitely had a bit of an inflated ego, Definitely all the, the ability, because it kind of like snowballed in a sense, because like the ability to kind of get away with whatever has kind of like led him to believe that he could get away with more. And so we went from like throwing spitballs at Avery to one day, you know, Avery's walking out of class and he just literally gets pushed onto the freaking ground. Like he just gets pushed onto the ground and he looks up and it's the spoiled kid being like, oh, you should, oh, watch where you're going, dude. Like you might hurt yourself. Like, obviously, the, mad, the biggest, like, jerk answer possible, like, yeah, it was this kid who pushed him onto the ground. Like, it was obviously this kid. And, uh, yeah, so this kid was starting to do it, and not only to Avery, by the way. So these were just examples specifically given to me by the subscriber. But the subscriber tells me that this was starting to happen to other people, too. Like, this kid started to become a bully a while ago, but he really became a bully now. Like, he was really just, he was just picking on kids, Basically just being a massive jerk for the sake of being a massive jerk. 
But it went from being a massive jerk to, like, physically assaulting people. Like, there's a, definitely a, a line. I really, like, if you're, like, a jerk to someone, look, it's not good. And you will get, like, life has a way to push back at you. And that will probably happen in some form or another. But I really do, I do very solidly draw the line at, like, physically assaulting people. And I think we can all agree with that, right? And the thing is, right, karma was about to come for the spoiled kid. Because the spoiled kid, I, I don't even know how he got to this point. Like, it's really hard to figure out how one comes to this point. But I think the spoiled kid was just so high on, I don't know, believing in himself. Just so high and mighty and just believing that he was above everyone. That he was this truly, like, I don't know, sent from the gods. I, I, I genuinely don't even know where this kid was coming from with this. Because it was so ridiculous, right? But he basically, at one point, this all happened one day, and it was like the craziest time ever for Avery. It was like unbelievable. This this was legitimately unbelievable. So the spoiled kid must have gotten away with punching and like like doing all this stuff to all the other kids that he thought that you know he was above the school cop. So anyways, there was a cop at Avery's school who was kind of like, he never really had to do anything, except like two years ago, there was a one time where he had to like break up a fight between these kids. But that was the last time this cop ever got action. So, I mean, since this, the school cop really didn't do that much, he would sometimes, I don't know, be like, like, watch where you're going, guys. Like, single fight. He would like enforce really stupid rules or, or whatever because the dude was bored. But this is a time where, you know, the school cop actually got some action. Uh, so yeah, this all happened one day when Avery was walking out. This didn't happen to Avery, which, uh, it was just like, he was there though, so he was able to see the whole thing go down. So Avery was walking to class, when he sees the spoiled kid, is like, pushes this other kid up against a locker. And Avery kind of just saw this as a normal everyday occurrence, because honestly, up to this point, Avery really didn't know how the spoiled kid didn't get reprimanded. Uh, Avery really just genuinely believes that the teachers somehow, by some stroke of luck on the spoiled kid's side, just never caught him doing this stuff. And I just, I guess no one really reported it because they just assumed since this spoiled kid kept getting away with it that, I don't know, his parents like paid off the teachers. But in reality, it was probably just because no one reported it because they just didn't think it was going to work and just teachers didn't happen to see it. Well, this time, someone was able to see it. The school cop saw it. I, it in previous times, the spoiled kid would specifically avoid doing it around the school cop because he believed like, oh, well... You know, I, I don't know. He, I guess he was still kind of scared of the school cop. But that was until now. Because now, the spoiled kid was just so high and mighty and full of himself that, belie that he believed that he was above the school cop. He believed that he was like, you know, I don't know, the school cop had nothing on him. So he blatantly pushed some kid up against a locker in front of the school cop. And I think the school cop, you know, is still kind of is a little high and mighty himself. So he was so taken aback by the fact that some kid would just blatantly do it. He almost found like a form of disrespect that the kid would, he, would just do it in front of him expecting nothing to happen. So the school cop quickly kind of like walks up to the spoiled kid and says, Hey, like, no fight in the halls. Like, and the spoiled kid turns to the school cop and says, You can't tell me what to do. And the school cop legitimately just stood there for a good couple seconds, completely stunned. The man was stunned, unable to speak. Because like, imagine... You're a school cop, right? You see some kid fighting some other kid. You go up and you say, you can't be doing that. And he says, you can't tell me what to do. Bro, the school's cop, liter literally their job is to tell you what to do, is to enforce the rules of the school. What do you mean you're not allowed to tell him what to do? And the spoiled kid 
gave him a smirk. And honestly, I think the reason why the spoiled kid just got owned so bad was because he was so arrogant that he legitimately gave the cop a smirk after saying, like, you, you can't tell me what to do. He smirked afterwards, almost to rub it more in the school cop's face. And the spoiled kid just went back to going, like, pushing this kid up against a wall. And that's when the school cop moved in and said, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to take you to the front office. And the spoiled kid turns and says, you're not doing anything to me. Like, I, I, I don't know who told you that you had the authority to do anything to me, but I'm standing right here, man, and nothing's going to change that. And the school cop moves in to, like, grab him by the arm, and the spoiled kid sees this, and this is where the spoiled kid messed up. He legitimately swings on the cop full force and hits him in the face. And it, it, boom, you just hear the smack, right? And the whole, like, everyone who's walking by, like, there's a lot of rubbernecking going on anyways. People were slowing down. Some people stopped entirely to listen. But after the, the spoiled kid hit the school cop across the face, everybody was listening in, dude. Like, every single person was like, oh, my God. Like, this kid actually just went all the way out and did this. So, yeah, almost immediately. I, okay, not immediately because there was a brief period that the school cop was just in complete disbelief of what just happened. He thought he had a mini, like, epileptic seizure or something, and he just imagined or just, like, his brain produced the fact that he got hit in the face out of nowhere, when the truth was he just got hit in the face by the spoiled kid. So almost immediately after, right, he just looks up at the spoiled kid, and the spoiled kid is looking at the school cop, looking at him like he's not going to do anything. And it's so puzzling and so confusing because the school cop immediately, <laughs> immediately like grabs the spoiled kid and like pushes him onto the ground, like basically tackles this kid onto the ground. And I think the spoiled kid was so thrown off guard by this because the spoiled kid up to this point had been completely untouched by everybody else or every other teacher just hadn't done anything. But the truth is, it's just because I guess the teachers didn't see any of this going down. And uh, yeah. That's what happens when you punch the school cop. Sure enough, the spoiled kid got suspended for like a week or something, had to write a like an apology to the kid he pushed up against the locker, had to write an apology to the school cop or whatever. And also apparently reports came out that this like behavior was a lot more systemic than just like the one issue. I don't think Avery said anything about if he personally submitted something, but he did say people in general, so he made of. But anyways, there was kind of an, a, like a, an additional part to the spoiled kid's punishment where if there was any reports, like any reports at all that he does anything like this again, he would just be immediately expelled. Immediately expelled. Even if it was like just tripping a kid or something, which isn't good, but like a much more minor offense than attacking someone, right? He would just be immediately expelled. And if you thought that spoiled kid was bad, this might be the most spoiled kid ever. And we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this one's this story, Calvin. So anyways, Calvin was in class one day. And there was a kid in his class who we're going to call the spoiled kid. And while the last spoiled kid in the other story was definitely more of a spoiled kid in the sense that he was able to get away with anything and he was just like never told no, this kid was more of a spoiled kid because his parents were super loaded, and they basically gave him literally anything he wanted. Look, if let's say one of you guys, or maybe all of you guys, because if you watch Connor Pugs, you'll grow up to be very rich one day, direct correlation. But let's say maybe you, you know, you, I don't know, work a good job, make a business or something like that, win the lottery, who knows, pick the next, I don't know, Dogecoin, you make a lot of money. My suggestion is uh, just, if you have kids, 
make sure that they basically grow up the same way that almost every other kid grows up with the same perception of like value, the same perception of money, the same kind of like the, the, the most valuable thing you can give a child is perspective. And then eventually, I mean, look, obviously use the perks of money, like give them the food that's going to be quality and healthy, give them good health care. Make sure that, you know, I do what you need to do, but just be, don't do what, you know, the, the parents of this spoiled kid did, where they gave him practically unlimited money, and they thought that, that would solve all the issues of them not being there, of them not being good parents, etc. Nothing will ever solve that issue, and just giving your kid way too much money before they've actually formed a perception of what money really is and the value of a dollar or whatever, right, then it will actually, it will be poison to them. And it was poison to the spoiled kid because one day Calvin was in class. The spoiled kid literally starts speaking out of nowhere, just starts talking, right? It's like, ah, guys, I'm in such a predicament right now. And I don't know when someone says, guys, I'm in a predicament. I don't know. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to hear them out because maybe I can give some advice. Maybe I can lend a bit of wisdom. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Calvin felt the same way, but he was not expecting what the spoiled kid was about to say. So the spoiled kid goes on to say, guys, I'm in such a predicament right now. I want to buy these two Supreme box logo hoodies, but buying both of them would be $1,400. And I only get $1,000 a week. So I would have to wait two weeks allowance to buy both of these hoodies. Guys, I don't know what to do. So first of all, this spoiled kid was either saying this because he was delusional or this spoiled kid literally just wanted to flex the fact that he got $1,000 a week and wanted to come up with a quote-unquote creative way to accidentally, quote-unquote, accidentally tell everyone that he gets $1,000 per week, and he'd do that by saying, oh, no, I can't buy X item that costs more than my weekly allowance, which happens to be $1,000 a week, guys. Guys, did you hear that? $1,000 a week. I'm rich. He he he. Like, something like, I don't know. So either way, like, it's ridiculous. And Calvin looks at the spoiled kid, and everyone else looks at the spoiled kid, or everyone who is listening to him, and kind of says, uh, I don't know, just don't buy the hoodie. Like, I, I, guys, like, look, I got a solution to your problem. Don't buy the Supreme Box logo hoodie. Wow, problem solved. Uh, yeah, and uh, basically no one really had a lot of sympathy for him, which, I don't know. I feel like I don't really blame them for not having a lot of sympathy for the kid who's complaining about only, guys, guys, only, this poor kid is only receiving $1,000 a week. He must be starving. He can only afford one Supreme Box logo hoodie a week, not two. This kid is impoverished beyond any comprehension of the word impoverished, right? So sad. So yeah, the kids in the class were kind of talking to each other after the class, right? They were all like, like, this kid actually gets 1000 bucks a week? Like, are you serious right now? And I think the spoiled kid thought that that would, like, I don't know, give him a good rep or something like that. But really, it kind of just made kids be like, bro, like this kid really gets a thousand bucks a week to do. Like, that's ridiculous. It was mostly all it really did was kind of just stir envy and jealousy, which the thing is, right. I've never really I, I've only understood flexing to an extent. But I, I, the thing is, right. If you're going to be flexing something, first of all, I suggest just kind of keeping like keeping it kind of minimum. 
in most situations. But you also got to understand if you do choose to flex X or Y or whatever, maybe you got the new whatever shoes, right? Uh, just realize that there will be jealousy. Like I said, the whole point of it is saying that I have it and you don't at the end of the day. Like if we're really breaking down the root of it, it's because you want people to know that you have something that perhaps they do not, right? So just be aware of that and be aware of the consequences that people will be jealous and that behind your back, they might not speak as nicely about you. That's just the truth. That's just reality, right? But this one, this flexing blew up in the spoiled kid's face so bad that not even the subscriber Calvin saw this coming. So basically what ended up happening was that all the kids in the class, you know, on the rides home, on the car rides home, the moms were like, oh, how was school today? And they were like, it was good, I guess. But you know what I heard? You know, spoiled kid gets $1,000 a week. And I only get $10 a week. I only get $1. I only get $5, right? I, only, I don't get anything a week, like a bunch of varied responses. There was a lot of ver variety in the responses, but one thing was true. None of them got $1,000 a week or anything close to it. So all of a sudden... Basically, every single mom in the school knows that the spoiled kid gets $1,000 per week just for, just, just for being a spoiled kid, right? Just for existing. His, uh, like, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, word started to spread. And by the end of the night, like, there was, like, mom group chats or whatever. And they were all talking about it. However, I think they forgot that in one of these various Facebook group chats that the spoiled kid's mom was actually a part of it. And apparently the spoiled kid's mom literally lurked the entire time and didn't say anything. But she soon figured out that her son had been bragging about the fact that he got over $1,000 per week or whatever. And I guess, that, look, the spoiled kid's mom obviously was not the greatest at parenting because she gave her very young, impressionable son over $1,000 per week to do whatever he wanted with it instead of instilling good values into him and kind of making sure that he under ha has the perspective of money first. Kind of just gave him flush with cash for no good reason. Um, so it's kind of on her. But at this point, she actually kind of steps up a little bit because the next day in class, you know, the spoiled kid comes in and he looks furious. And he turns to all the kids, including Calvin. He's like, you guys did this to me. You guys screwed me over. And they're all like, Dude, literally, what are you saying right now? He's like, you, my mom took away my $1,000 per week to win, like, not tuition, uh, uh, what's it called? Allowance. I don't get anything anymore. It's because you guys were talking all about it, and she felt embarrassed, and she realized it wasn't good for me, and now I get $0 per week. And all the kids are like, dang, bro, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, they... I don't know what to say. They didn't feel that bad. Because now it's like, oh, well, first of all, I'm sure if he asked for money, the mom is still going to be like, sure, you can buy this, right? It just doesn't mean that he's getting $1,000 per week just for doing nothing. But now, oh, no, boo-hoo, the kid gets as much as most of the kids get there per week, a.k.a. $0, a.k.a. like $5, right? Oh, no, he doesn't get $1,000 per week to waste on stupid stuff. So obviously the kids in the class and Calvin were kind of like, uh -huh, okay. They, they weren't like gloating or anything, but they also didn't feel incredibly bad because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, man, now you're just living like all of us. Like, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. That's just tough.
Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy Today it. Today we got a story of a spoiled brat who gets exposed. This is a super satisfying karma story that I know you'll enjoy. Let's go. We're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story uh, Errol, and Errol submitted this to me over on Instagram. So if you wanna submit your own story, the link is in the description. We're also on Spotify, by the way. But anyways, right, so this all happened in sixth grade. And at the very end of sixth grade, there was like a very big math exam. And this math exam would basically, it would basically decide which math class you're gonna be put into the next year. And uh, there was a lot of emphasis on doing well on it. I mean, they wanted kids to try because, you know, they're apparently like, you know, or maybe in theory, if kids wanted to be in an easier class, they just fail this test on purpose as, you know, if you did poorly on the test, then you could be in the easy math class and then you'd have an easier time next year. But the whole idea is that they changed it so that the big math test at the end of the sixth grade year would also have a pretty big impact on your grade. Uh, I mean, it was like kind of, it, it was a weird mixture of effort based, but also how well you did. So they're like, all right, good. You need to learn this material, but it also happened to, to like help determine what math class you're, what I'm trying to say is there was a big test at the end of the year. I went into a lot of unnecessary detail that I received. I'm sorry about that. But anyways, right. So we're going to call, oh, okay. Errol, we already named the subscriber, right? Uh, they spent probably about two weeks before the test in math class because they finished, they intentionally finish up all the like the content that they need to know about like two weeks before the test actually is so that they can dedicate that two weeks 100% to the test. So anyways, right, they're in a study group. And in this study group they were put into, uh, it was basically uh, the, at the very first day before the two weeks before class before the end of class, which is also the day of the test, they were put into a study group and basically the teacher said, hey, I mean, you can like, uh, you can study on your own, but you have to at least be at the table with your study group. I just want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to ask questions to your peers, especially if like I can't get around to everyone. So this is pretty good in theory. And in the very first day, he said, you guys actually do need to talk with each other. After that, it's up to you. So the first day, Errol sits down and the people in his study group are him, some other people, and then the spoiled kid. And obviously, right, you know, he isn't known as like, oh, the spoiled kid, right? But that's what we're going to call him for the sake of this video, just because it makes it easier on me. I don't have to remember a thousand names. And the spoiled kid had always kind of gotten everything he ever wanted. Very standard definition for the spoiled kids in my videos, right? So they sit down and they, you know, they, they start talking. And basically what Errol starts talking about and the other kids in their group start talking about is basically what is their plan to study for this exam? Because they all know that it's very difficult. They also all know that, you know, it will take a lot of time and effort to do well with. And they all know that, uh, you know, they need to be well prepared. So Errol's going about like, okay, like I'm going to cover chapters one through six um, for the first week. Then I'm going to do chapters seven, eight, and nine in the last couple, uh, on the three days after that. And then the three days before the exam, I'm just going to do a full on review. And it kind of goes around the circle like that. And people are planning out their study guides or whatever. And asking very basic topics like, oh, is X on the assignment or whatever? And sometimes the teacher would come around and answer it. But the most important detail that you need to know is that the spoiled kid, the one that was, uh, yeah, the spoiled kid, the one who uh, was sitting at the group with them, when it kind of went around like, oh, what are you doing to prepare? The spoiled kid said, I'm not going to prepare. I'm an intellectual genius.
Errol kind of just looks at him. And the other, other, the other kids in the class kind of just look at him. Because no disrespect to the spoiled kid. I mean, maybe a little bit. But they've heard him ask questions. And it's good to ask questions. And look, a lot of times in class, I'm asking questions that, you know, sometimes I think back, I'm like, damn, you really were not paying attention if you asked that question. But the spoiled kid was not asking genius-level questions, right? He was asking very standard, if not subpar, questions. So they were kind of looking at him like, uh, okay, I guess. And, you know, I don't know about you, but most people that are actually very intelligent don't go around telling everyone, I'm very intelligent. I mean, maybe if they lack a lot of emotional intelligence, they might, but, uh, or just situational uh, understanding and the logic behind that. But anyways, right, they had a few suspicions that the spoiled kid was actually not the net, was not the reincarnation of Albert Einstein. Um, just a few sneaking suspicions that that might have not been the case, you know? Uh, but anyways, though, uh, oh, by the way, leave a like on this video because today is my birthday, and uh, that will be my birthday present if you leave a like on this video right now. It's all, it's all I ask. It's free. It'll take one second. It may or may not help the video. I don't even know at this point. If it does, it's very small. It just looks nice, so go ahead and do that. But anyways, right, so, you know, the Errol's, like, turns to spoil kid after he says, like, I don't even have to try. I'm just literally a genius and kind of looks at the kid and is like, hey, bro, like, I really think you're going to want to try on this. Like, this is a really big exam. It matters for quite a bit. Um, oh, little clarification. They actually had, like, a four or five days. There's still, like, a, or like a week left of school after the exam. It was kind of just that, like, closing time period where you don't really do a lot, especially in, like, middle school. For me, we had time after our exam. In college, it's, like, your classes end, then you have the exam. But here, it's like you had the exam, then you had, like, kind of a bookkeeping time and just hanging out or whatever. So they still have a bit of class afterwards. That's important for later on in the video. But anyways, you know, Errol goes on to explain, like, dude, like, you're definitely wanna, gonna, going to want to study for this. Like, this is a pretty big deal. You're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty bad if you don't prepare properly. And the spoiled kid doubles down on, like, no, I'm literally just a freaking genius. You guys are idiots. Like, I'm the greatest. You will see. And uh, Errol wasn't, like, didn't dislike this kid necessarily, but was also kind of just like, uh, I, 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 I don't know, man. Um, I'm not doubting you, even though he definitely was. He was kind of just like, ah, I don't know, bro. Like, I really think you should study for this. I just got a feeling that, like, you're going to want to study. And the kid's like, you know what? You guys just don't see it. You don't understand, like, my genius intellect. Like, you just got, you guys don't get me. And the thing was, like, Errol wasn't even, like, trying to hate on this kid, even though it was going to be very easy to hate on this kid, especially since he was like, I'm a genius and you guys aren't, and that's the reason why I have to study and you guys don't, or you have to study and I don't. But Errol was like, all right, this kid definitely, like, solved a math problem and was just like, damn, I'm a genius, bro. Anyways, though, you know, er uh, the spoiled kid kind of just continues on doing what he's doing. And for the next two weeks, Errol and most of his classmates do spend a considerable amount of time preparing for this test. This doesn't mean that they all do as well as they wanted, but they at least all put in a good effort, and the results have at least some correlation to the effort they put in. But let me just give you a little bit of a spoiler. The spoiled kid did not put in any effort over the next two weeks. He did not study for a second. He just played on his Xbox all day and kind of just expected that his vastly superior intellect in quotes, would did, it would just be so strong and so great that would be able to guide him to uh, 110% on this exam or whatever, right? 
not, not, not the case. Anyways, they get into class. It's the day of the exam. Everyone's pretty nervous. And uh, everyone's nervous except the spoiled kid. At least that's the observation Arrow makes. And, like, everyone's checking over, like, Oh my god, I only have six pencils. What if all six of them break? I need a seventh pencil. Someone help. Like, the, those kind of, like, unnecessary nerves. It's like, you're, you're worried. I mean, necessary. I mean, it's a, it's a big exam. You know how that goes. Uh, but, but sure enough, right, um, uh, they're all standing there, and Errol notices that the only one who isn't super nervous and isn't super freaking out or whatever is uh, the spoiled kid. He is standing there, and he has this almost a smug look of confidence on his face. It is like the strangest thing Errol's ever seen because, uh, I don't know, uh, he just he knew that he prepared as well as he could, and he did not have the same level of confidence as the spoiled kid. So part of him started to believe... I mean, maybe the kid actually is, like, does have a genius intellect. Maybe this kid is actually, like, an absolute baller when it comes to tests, and he doesn't even need to study. I mean, very soon you'll figure out that, uh, not the case, but uh, anyways, they go into the test, and Errol happens to sit right behind the spoiled kid, and a lot of it's multiple choice, but a lot of it is also free response. And Errol goes through and he feels like he does pretty good. And he's kind of uh, routinely checking in with the spoiled kid, almost just to see how well he was doing, um, just to see how much progress. The spoiled kid um, very quickly finished the first page. So quickly, in fact, that Errol, in a retrospect, like at the time he didn't notice, but with future details, he now has come to the conclusion, and probably the right conclusion, that the spoiled kid just randomly filled in the bubbles. Because he got, like, the first page done in, like, 15 seconds, which is almost impossible if you don't randomly fill in the bubbles, right? So they get all that stuff done, or uh, he gets the first couple pages done, and when it comes to the actual free response written stuff, by the time Errol is done, the spoiled kid is still on the first page of free response with, like, nothing written down. Like, little kind of notes, you know when you're trying to, like, approach a problem... And you just write a little bit, and you're like, no, it's not how I approach this. So you write a little bit of something else, and you're like, no, I can't do this either. That's basically all the spoiled kid did. And, uh, you know, Errol was able to le- – Errol left the exam. It was still like 30 minutes to go because, you know, he looked over his work and he finished. So he's like, well, maybe the spoiled kid picks it up in the second half or whatever. And he has a uh, Hail Mary, like amazing comeback. And, you know, there's still a chance that he'll do pretty well. So they get the weekend. But they get their grades back on Monday. So they all walk into class and they sit down. And the teacher basically hands them a little slip of paper. And on that slip of paper is your grade and also the math class that you'll be in next year. Yeah, sounds a little demeaning. And it's like, oh, you did bad. You're going to be in a poor math class. But the teacher also said, you know, it's partly what you requested because you were able to request which math class you wanted to be in. And he said partly how you did throughout the year and partly how you did on this exam. Because this exam is somewhat a reflection of how you did throughout the year and your overall, are you going to do well in a higher level versus a lower level math class is what it, what it adds up to be, right? So the teacher hands around the paper and, you know, Errol did pretty well and he ended up in a math class that he felt pretty happy with or pretty comfortable with, you know. I don't think he'd be happy if he was in a math class higher than he thought he should be or lower because he wants to be, you know, somewhat challenged. He wants, you know, it's easier with like colleges colleges and stuff or whatever, right? And, uh, you know, he looks around and the spoiled kid, he can't see what's on the spoiled kid's piece of paper because sometimes you're able to like look over, you can kind of get a sense of what the spo- what's on like someone's, I mean, it's not great to do, but, you know, don't lie, man. Like, you've definitely, like, kind of taken, uh, taken a little 
quick glance, a little quick glance around, right? Just like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll look over here and, oh, I just happened to see what that person got. Oh no, they did not do well. Now I feel better about myself. We've all been there. It's not a good thing to do, but it happens. But Errol was not able to see what was on this kid's paper because he very quickly flipped over and flipped it back almost immediately. So Errol kind of assumed that he did terrible. Um, and he was like, okay, well, I mean, kid didn't study and he just did not do well. Okay, that's fine. That makes a lot of sense. However, at lunch, and remember, this was kind of more of a chill part. Like, this was more of a chill couple days because all the exams and tests were done at this point. It was almost like uh, almost like a celebratory week. So they were all at lunch, and the spoiled kid happens to sit down with Errol and some of his friends. And the spoiled kid's like, man, like, Errol, how did you do on that exam? Errol in this position thinks like, oh, well, this kid probably didn't do that well. And, you know, I, whatever, like, I'll tell him. He's like, yeah, I got an, an 88 on the exam, which that was pretty good. It was a hard exam, and an 88 is a very solid grade. And the spoiled kid's like, <laughs> only an 88? Are you serious, bro? You only got an 88? Dude, I got 100%. And Errol in his head is like, ah, oh, there's no way. And the spoiled kid's like, yeah, dude. And guess what? I didn't even study for a second. And you studied probably for hours and hours. And I got 100 and you got an 88. So work smarter, not faster, bro. Which is like a, a good expression for some things. But this kid definitely just heard it somewhere and was like, oh, I'm going to work smarter because I'm a genius and this kid's an idiot. So take the L. And Errol was like, oh, okay, bud. Like, that's cool for you. Like, whatever, right? And for the next couple days, this happens in class. This happens, like, all over the place. The spoiled kid is relentlessly bragging about the fact that he got 100% because of his genius intellect. And he made the mistake to brag about this in front of the teacher that assigned the test, right? He was sitting in a group, and Errol wasn't in this group, but he was in one group, like, behind them, so he could hear everything that was going on. And the spoiled kid was like, yeah, so I didn't even study for that exam, and I got a 100%. And the guy's like, dude, that's crazy. Like, I didn't do so hot. Like, I got a 70-something. Which, you know, 70-something isn't the greatest grade, but it's not like he failed or something, right? And the spoiled kid's like, dude... I didn't even need to study and I got a hundred and you spent in all this time and you didn't even get above an 80. Like, oh my God, bro. Like it must suck being you. Like I, I bet you wish you were me. And the thing was right. Very cruel statement, especially from a kid who did not do as well as he was leading on. Uh, spoiler, a spoiled kid did pretty, pretty bad. I'm not going to tell you the exact answer until the very end, but uh, the fact that he's not, like, I get it, you feel bad about how you did on the exam, but don't be coming for other people. Like, that's where we draw the line. It's like, okay, you can feel uncomfortable with how you did, but we're, we're drawing the line there, bro. Like, come on now, you, you can't be doing that. And uh, the teacher overheard this. And Errol didn't really notice these things until retrospect. For example, the kid spamming through the questions, multiple choice, doing them randomly. Errol didn't really notice this until he learned exactly what the kid got as a grade. Also, the teacher noticing that, you know, Errol's like bragging about, or the spoiled kid's bragging about how well he did. The teacher didn't notice this 
or it's, uh, Errol didn't notice the teacher was noticing this really until after, and he put all the pieces together when the teacher accidentally exposes him, which I'll show you. And if, uh, okay, I did like air quotes around ac accidentally, but I just remembered that you guys can't see me. So I, 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 did, I did air quotes around the accidental part, as you guys will see in a second. So the teacher's listening to the spoiled kid basically berate this kid for like, you're an idiot, I'm a genius, take the L, Fortnite dance, whatever, right? And uh, the, the, the teacher's like, oh, all right, class, well, let's just put on a movie, right? Let's put on something, just have a nice relaxing rest of your day. And the teacher airplays his screen. And when the screen goes up there, it's not the movie on the screen. In fact, it is something else besides the movie. It is, a, uh, it is a profile of a student. So basically, with their grading software, it's, yes, you can see it in aggregate where you see everyone's grades, but you can also click on an individual student, right? And it'll show like what their average grade is, what math class they're going in, and also how well they did on the final assessment. And you know who's, who the teacher accidentally showed on the screen for like five or 10 seconds before fixing it Oh, oh yeah, this was an accident, right? He showed the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid's grade was put on the screen. Was this on purpose? The truth is, Errol doesn't really know, but he doesn't think that it was a coincidence. And if it wasn't a coincidence, kind of a savage move by the teacher. Like, I'm not going to lie, a little harsh, but kid, kid kind of did deserve it, right? Kid really did deserve it there. So on the screen, you saw a spoiled kid's name, and you saw what he actually got on the final test. It, spoiler, it was not the 100% from his genius intellect that he was telling everyone. In fact, it was a 32%. And look, if you got a 32% on a test before, it feels bad, man. So I'm not coming for you. But I will be coming for you if you go around telling people that you got 100 and that you're a genius and that everyone else is an idiot because they studied and you didn't have to study at all. That's where I draw the line. At that exact very situation, I draw the line. But yeah, so everyone looks like, not everyone sees it, but the kids that were sitting with the spoiled kid, who the spoiled kid was berating saw it, Errol saw it, and the teacher's like, oh, my fault, and he quickly switches over to, like, Netflix to put on, like, a documentary or something. And the kid, like, Errol just has this big old grin on his face. Not because he wants someone to do poorly, but because he's just like, okay, this kid came for me yesterday because I got a good grade and I studied, but his grade was supposedly better and he didn't study. And he was saying how he was such a genius and I wasn't, and now look at who's the genius now. Neither of us, but especially not him. And the kid in front that, like, didn't do so well and, and the spoiled kid was berating literally just, like, turned to the spoiled kid and was like, huh, genius, huh? The spoiled kid, his face was bright red. He was not responding to the kid in front of him at all. And the, and the kid in front of him was like, oh, no, 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 genius, right? You were talking about how you're a genius and you didn't have to study and how you got a 100 hmm, and how I'm an idiot. And I studied and even got a 40 or 70 or whatever. Hmm. The spoiled kid at this point is bright red like a cherry. And he runs out of the classroom because I have to go to the bathroom very quickly to the teacher. And sprints out of that classroom. And yeah, you know, it was a little bit of a tough lesson. But bro, at the end of the day, that's a life lesson. Hopefully that kid will remember that for a very long time. A little thing about uh, being humble and also... If you lie, it can come back to bite you. Like, that's just something that can't happen. So, yeah, the spoiled kid did not get 100%, and he's not 
the next Einstein, the reincarnation of Einstein, believe it or not. Click I know, on the video shocker. on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today we have a perfectly satisfying story of when a teacher humbles a spoiled brat. Who is this going way too far? I know you'll enjoy this. Let's go. The first one we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story, Aiden. And by the way, you can submit stories of your own to my Instagram or Twitter. Just submit them to my, uh, my DMs. And also, please be following me on there. And uh, so anyways, this all started when Aiden was in class and it was a class project. And these class projects were randomized, meaning that Aiden couldn't choose who was in his class project. And, you know, I, when this happens to me, I, I don't really think that much about it. A lot of times, this is an opportunity to either meet someone new, but there, there's always that time where, you know, there's some people in your class that you know will not be doing the adequate amount of work. You just know for a fact that, like, if I'm putting a group with this person, I'm going to be having to carry all the slack for the group. And there's just really not a lot that you can do about it. Well, in Aiden's class, there's this kid who we're just going to call the spoiled kid for the sake of simplicity. And, you know, the spoiled kid in this situation, you know, he was just kind of known as the kid who just really never did anything and always somehow got away with it. He, he everyone, everyone just kind of assumed that, you know, he paid someone to do his homework and paid someone to do all of his projects and, you know, on tests, he probably just didn't do that well, but since, you know, he handed in all the homework and assignments with good quality, you know, his grade was okay. Was the teacher probably suspicious? Yeah, I mean, probably, but it probably wasn't enough for him to actually do anything about it. So Aiden was just sitting there, and he was really hoping when the teacher was about to read out the randomized group name, said, okay, life will be okay if I'm not put in a group with the spoil kid. And sure enough, the teacher read out the names and Aiden and a few other people were in a group with this foil kid. And this was a three-week-long project, meaning it was a very big and a very substantial project. It was definitely not one that, you know, you could do by yourself if, like, all three of your group members were slacking. So right away they got to it and, uh, you know, Aiden and his, you know, the other two people in his group besides the spoiled kid actually were pretty good about, you know, divvying up the work and trying to get it done. And the spoiled kid always acted as if, you know, he was along with it, he understood, he was going to do it, and he just never did it. And uh, two weeks go by, we're going to skip ahead two weeks, so two whole weeks go by. And the spoiled kid has not done anything. And every single time he's like, oh, I'm getting to it. Oh, I'm getting to it. Oh, I'll do it. And after two weeks, you know, Aiden just, you know, at their class meeting, because for the project, you know, they, they did normal stuff in class and they didn't focus on this project in class. I mean, they were given three weeks to do so out of school. So, yeah, I understand why the teacher didn't get them a ton of time in class to do it. But in class... They had like a five-minute period at the beginning where they would meet up with their groups and they would talk about their project, just anything you need to say to your group members for organizations, stuff like that. And Aiden just straight up said like, man, you're just not doing it. And the thing is, right, the spoiled kid had this kind of facade for a while where he was at least pretending as if, you know, he was going to do the work. And after, at this point, he must have just dropped the mask because he said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. What are you guys going to do? This kid straight up had the audacity to say, I'm not going to do it. What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, at this point, you know, uh, they didn't really know what they were going to do about it. And Aiden's like, man, like, that's not fair. This is a big part of our grade. We all need to do something. Like, is it really fair to have us do, like, what we're doing? To do all the work. Like, is it really fair to make us do all the work here? I mean, okay, obviously it wasn't. And the spoiled kid was like, 
I don't know. I mean, you're going to do it, right? And you guys are going to do it either way, even if I help or not. And I'm probably not even smart enough to add anything of value. So maybe me stepping out of it is actually helpful for you guys. And, you know, at this point, this kid was just, the spoiled kid was trying to like, trick these guys into trying to believe that, oh, what he was doing is the right thing or whatever. But, you know, Aiden definitely, Aiden was not having it at this point. So after class that day, you know, Aiden goes up to the teacher. He says, hey, can I talk to you after class? And the teacher's like, yeah, sure, what's up? Bell rings, class is out, kids leave. And Aiden, you know, whenever you stay behind, uh, you know, to talk to the teacher, you'll probably like sit in your desk, take a really long time to pack up your backpack, maybe tie your shoes. You don't want to go immediately up to the teacher because people will start, they'll be like, ooh, why is this kid talking to the teacher? Like, is he in trouble? Or I don't know. This, I, that's at least what I do. I'm like, I don't want anyone thinking, I don't want anyone thinking anything about me in general, but especially, especially then. And, uh, you know, so he waits for the teacher and, you know, once everyone's packed out or everyone's left the classroom, you know, the teacher's like, hey, Aiden, like, what's up? What do you want to talk about? And Aiden goes on to explain everything that just happened. And the teacher's like, wow, you know, that's really unfortunate. I'm sorry to hear that. He said, you know, I definitely can intervene. I definitely can step in and try and help here. He said, however, like, I feel like it would be best if you just continue to try and, you know, get the spoiled kid to, tr- to do something. You know, it's not the end of the project yet. I understand you guys might feel like you're behind because you're working as three people for a project intended for four. He said, thank you for letting me know. We will keep this kind of like line of communication, like we will keep this line of communication open because I really need to know what is actually going on, especially when it comes to the grading process. But for now, all I really ask is just, like, just try and get to him, try and make sense for him, because, and the teacher actually admits, and I don't know if the teacher was supposed to admit this, but the teacher admits to Aiden that, you know, the spoiled kid's grade is, it's kind of in a limbo period, where if, because this project's pretty big, if this, if the spoiled kid does really bad on this project, then, you know, he might end up being in kind of like the failing or very severe standing in the class, right? And that could mess up a lot of things. He said, I feel like, you know, this kid knows that, you know, that he really needs to do well on this and that I said in the beginning, I will be checking for individual participation. He said, I don't know. This kid knows that this is kind of his like big ticket to uh, either make it or break it with this assignment. He said, I just want to hold out. And Aiden can understand that. He definitely can see where the teacher's coming from. And it's not like the teacher said that's too bad. The teacher is probably, it sounds like by this conversation, will issue a punishment if necessary. Just wants to give, you know, the spoiled kid a little bit more time to do the right thing. So anyways, you know, Aiden goes back to his group members and Aiden doesn't necessarily tell his group members that he told on the kid because he doesn't want to have that kind of reputation of like, oh, because the thing is, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it was, the project wasn't over and he's already like told the teacher, I think Aiden did like the right thing here because the teacher has the right to know. And also because, you know, Aiden shouldn't have to do the work of two people if he's not supposed to, right? And, and anyways, you know, the, the, the day, the week goes on and more and more time goes by. And it gets to a point where the teacher on this Thursday, because they're presenting on Friday, the teacher on the Thursday says, all right, guys, um, I'm going to give you like a slip where you can like say which, uh, you know, you will, I'm going to give you a slip and uh, I'm going to have you guys write it by yourselves and please write your names on it, but your teammates will not see it. I want you to honestly give feedback. 
of how much work and what work your teammates have done. I'm trying to grade this on an individual basis. Obviously, if you all give me something good, then you will all get partially a good grade as long as you contributed, stuff like that. And at this point, Henry started to, re and, and the teacher said, and I will be doing that at the end of class, so please don't leave early for any reason. I'll email you if you need to get it for some reason, right? So at this point, not Henry, that's the name of the next guy, the next story. At this point, Aiden is like, okay, here's a good opportunity, because sure enough, the spoiled kid had not done anything, even though his grade was kind of up to it. The thing is, though, I don't think the spoiled kid was aware that, you know, he was going to get such direct feedback from his group mates. And remember, he already basically told them, I'm not doing anything and there's nothing you can do about it. So at this point, the spoiled kid is starting to get a little bit worried. He's like, oh, shoot, man, like, I am actually going to be outed for this. Like, I'm actually like people, I'm going to be like, the teacher's going to know. And because my all my teammates, they're not going to have my back on this very clearly. I've not had their back. He's like, I, I need to figure out a way quickly. Like, I, I need to figure this out. So the spoiled kid goes up to Aiden. He's like, hey, buddy. And uh, Aiden's like, hello. Remember, Aiden was kind of like put off by the fact that he was like, hey, buddy, because they aren't friends. They really aren't friends. And definitely after that, you know, the spoiled kid went on to say, I'm not doing any of the work and there's nothing you can do about it. They weren't close like that. Nah, not at all. So Aiden was kind of taken aback. He's like, what's up? And in his head, he's like, what do you want from me? Because honestly, that's what it's all about. Like, what do you want from me? You wouldn't talk to me otherwise. And I know that for a fact. And so the spoiled kid goes on to say, so you know how we're doing those little reviews, those little like performance reviews and how you're going to rate how, how much everyone else contributed. And Aiden looked at him and Aiden knew immediately what, like, he's like, okay, he wants me to fib, but I don't know why, and I don't know how he's going to ask. I mean, he knows why, because he doesn't want to fail, but he doesn't know how he's going to ask exactly. So the spoiled kid kind of like looks around him, and then it's like, so, I know I didn't contribute that much. And Aiden looks at him with this kind of look of, that much? Bro, you contributed nothing, and you said so proudly. You proudly declared that you did literally nothing. Like, that was, the, that was a proud statement from you. And the, you know, Henry, uh, the, the, the spoiled kid goes on to be like, and, you know, I, you know, the, the grade really does depend. I, I, I do need this grade. I'll be honest, guys. Um, so I was wondering, you know, if you wanted to uh, just, just rate me nicely, and uh, I will just happen to give you this $5 bill. And he takes a $5 bill out of his wallet. And he said, look, I'll give you this $5 bill, and all you got to do is just rate me nicely. Like, that is so easy at this point. You guys have already done all the work. It doesn't help you guys to turn me in. In fact, you'll only be $5 poorer if you don't turn me in. I think this is a great deal for both of us. The thing is, though, the teacher of this class had overheard this entire conversation. And remember, the teacher also had the additional context of what was really going on from Aiden. So... The, since Aiden was sitting in the front of the class, the teacher happened to be close enough, and I think the spoiled kid thought that the teacher was just out of earshot, but it turns out the teacher was just in earshot. So the teacher walks up to them, and he grabs the $5 bill, and he looks at both of them, and he looks at the spoiled kid. He's like, S come with me. And the spoiled kid kind of knows he just got caught, but the spoiled kid has no idea about what the teacher's about to do. 
Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment spoiled down below. I just like to see how many people made it this far. If you want to continue supporting the channel and help me out a lot, all you need to do is just keep on watching these videos. Binge watching old videos supports the channel more than you can even imagine. Like, I was pretty sick for the last week. I'm doing great now. Thanks for all your concerns in the comment section. I do read them. But the channel actually did really well thanks to you guys watching old videos. It helped boost them to new people even. We actually had a bit of a view spike when I wasn't posting at all, which is kind of like, maybe I should continue. Maybe that's the strategy, just not posting. Also, if you want to submit stories, Instagram, Twitter, I said that in the beginning, but also if you are a Spotify listener or you like using Spotify, just know that these videos are actually out as podcasts. It is, I think, the first link in the description or just look up Connor Pugs on Spotify. If you haven't already done so, please rate the podcast five stars. I really would appreciate that. With that being all being said, leave a like if you haven't already, subscribe with notifications on, and let's get in to the rest of the story, and then the second story, which I think is pretty cool too. So the teacher has caught uh, the spoiled kid at this point, and you know, the teacher is like, ask the spoiled kid to come with him. And most people, most in this position, of the spoiled kid's position, was probably thinking like, ah, oh, shoot, I just got caught. I'm probably gonna like have to go to the front office. He's probably gonna have a private talk with me. But this teacher was on demon time, bro. This teacher was out. He, he was just, for some reason, the, the teacher wanted to make a uh, kind of a, a, an example of this kid. So the teacher walks to the front of the class. He's like, I need everyone's attention. And this is where the spoiled kid knows that he messed up. And the teacher goes on to say, I, I need everyone's attention. So I just o overheard a conversation of one student who, you know, who will not be named. But the thing is, the teacher brought the student up to the front of the class, so it was obvious who it was. That was, like, the crazy part. A, a student who will not be named, who offered up $5 to each of his classmates or each of his teammates to say that he did work when he did none of the work. He said, the teacher goes on to say, not only is this lying, you know, to me, which will immediately get you an F, and the kid up there is just like, oh, no. He said, but it's also disingenuous to all of you guys and especially his teammates. You know, I give you group projects so that you guys can create something really cool in a certain amount of time, you know, and it would be much harder if I made these individual projects. I give you teammates so that, you know, you learn to work with people and you can make something really cool in a short, short amount of time. He said, and it really just irks me when people try to abuse the system. Please note that I will catch on to you. If you try and abuse the system, if you break the rules or anything like that, I will catch on to you. And to all the people doing this fairly and correctly, keep doing what you're doing. That is all. Go back to what you're doing. And at this point, Aiden is just sitting there. Just like, it, it felt a little bad for the spoiled kid. The spoiled kid wasn't being the greatest guy throughout the whole thing. Not even close, but did he really deserve this? I don't know. Tell me in the comment section if you think this is too far, if this is good. And yeah, then they watch as, as the spoiled kid is walked out of the classroom with the teacher. And Aiden doesn't know exactly what happened to the spoiled kid, but he believes he probably got an F on the assignment and he probably went to the front office and who even knows what happened past then. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the next story, Henry. So anyways, right, you know, uh, Henry was uh, in a class that had every single week a quiz. And instead of having tests, this was a very unique style. They had no tests except like one final assessment and one midterm. But they had no like unit tests or anything like that. And it was a math class. What they had instead was every single week, 
there would be a quiz on the material. And the teacher, and every single week, it was always pretty hard. So there's like some teachers that give you quizzes that are kind of very much, do you understand basically what's going on? And then there's teachers that give you quizzes that are like, here's the hardest possible example I could find. Solve it or die. I mean, it's either or. There's no in-betweens. And unfortunately, this teacher was definitely more of the second category. And uh, for that reason, the quizzes were very difficult. Sure, they had a bit of a curve or whatever, but the the quizzes were so extremely difficult. We're going to call the subscriber Henry, by the way. Uh, In in Henry's class, there's this kid who we're going to call Ben. And, uh, you know, Ben, one week, came came up to Henry and said, Hey, man, this quiz is hard, right? And Henry's like, yeah, the quizzes are really hard. And Ben's like, you know, what if I was to tell you that I knew exactly what was going to be on the quiz tomorrow? And Henry's like, what are you talking about? And, you know, Ben's like, don't, don't question my methods, but, you know, I know exactly what's on the quiz tomorrow. Normally, I, uh, you know, I, I sell this. I, I sell this information. And, but a lot of people probably don't trust me, so what I do is if you want to try it out, I will, you know, give you the service for free for one trial, and then from there we can talk it out. And at this point... Henry was like, whoa, what's going on? Henry was struggling with these quizzes. And he's not going to lie, he was like kind of interested in the help. Henry says, for me to tell you guys, don't, don't cheat. Don't buy information like this. First of all, it can go really wrong for you if the person gets busted and your name's on their list or they just tell on you because why would they not? There's no code for them not to, you know. So in general... Just don't do that. Not just you're going to get in trouble, but, oh, you'll be robbed of your learning. That's the worst thing ever or something. I don't know. Just you'll probably get in trouble and it's not worth it. But anyways, Henry was like, okay, well, yeah, I'm actually kind of curious, like, what are the answers? And, you know, this guy Ben says, hey, like, I I can't tell you them until tomorrow morning. And their class was late at, like, the last class of the day. So knowing the answers by the morning would be soon enough. And Henry was like, can you not tell me them now? And, you know, Ben goes on to say, I can't tell you my methods, but I only know them by, you know, Friday morning. Henry, getting this first one for free, was kind of like, okay, whatever, that's fine. And sure enough, Friday morning came around, and uh, this Ben came up to Henry, and Henry's like, hey, how's it going? And Ben immediately just said, the first question is going to be, like, a derivative question. It's going to be, like, it's going to be X cubed, not that hard. The next one is you're going to have to find, like, area under the curve of this tangent function. So he basically goes on to say every single question that they're going to be asked. And then he said, I also can tell you the answers. The, the biggest thing was the question, because then you can figure out, like, how to do the answers beforehand. And, uh, you know, by the time it was over, Ben was like, okay, like, you'll see today that these were actually the questions and tomorrow and next week, like, if you want to get these again, all I do is I charge $5. And Henry in his head was like, oh, $5. Like, that's going to add up. But then he's like, eh. But this is a huge part of my grade. Maybe it is worth it. So Henry goes in, and sure enough, on the quiz were exactly those questions. And Henry's just like, how did this kid know? Like, how did he know? So the next week comes around, and Ben is like, hey, so do you want to, like, take me up on my offer? And Henry goes like, hey, man, like, I really appreciate it. I just want to continue doing these legit. And, you know, Ben was like, all right, that's fine. Just, you know, where I am if, you know, school's getting a little difficult. And uh, I don't know, maybe you need a bit of a break or you just need a bit of a grade boost. You know who to come to. 
And with that, you know, Henry was just so weirded out. He's like, okay, sure, fine. And he's just so curious. How did he know all these answers? The thing is, though, Henry didn't have class with Ben. It's just the class he took had many, the, the instructor had many periods. I think the instructor actually had like three different classes. And months later, you know, Henry was actually not doing so well. He was like, okay, maybe I need to go find Ben. And, uh, you know, he goes to try and find Ben and he just can't find him anywhere. So he asked a friend, he's like, hey, like, do you know where like Ben and then insert last name is? And his friend's like, dude, you didn't hear? That kid got expelled. And, you know, Henry's like, what? And the, you know, Henry's or Ben's friend or Henry's friend goes and says, yeah, like, I'll tell you all about it. So basically what happened was that Ben, like, learned that the teacher made the tests way in advance. And what the teacher would do is by the time her last class at the end of the day, you know, was over, she would leave her tests in a big packet on, like, on Thursday night on her desk so that she would remember to make copies of them Friday morning when she came in. She wouldn't have this packet out on her desk normally, but she left it out there just to make sure, just to, like, be like, okay, I need to, like, uh, I need to remember to print these out before it's too late or my class comes in, kind of, like, to help her remember. So for some reason, Ben either saw this or learned of this or maybe by on purpose or accident learned that this was the case. So every single, you know, every single day, you know, before teachers, before, because, like, the teachers at the school didn't lock up. It was the staff that came around and locked up. So before the staff locked up or the cleaning person locked up and after the teacher had left, you know, Ben would like await in the bathroom and then he would go in very quickly and take out his phone and take a photo of all the questions in the quiz. And then the next morning, you know, he'd ask, he'd charge his fee or whatever. And he was making actually a decent amount of money because there's a lot of kids in a lot of these sections. However, running as something like the, uh, running a business quote unquote like this you're eventually going to get caught because eventually one person who Ben offered this to contacted the teacher and said what was going on so the teacher having a suspicion of how Ben was doing it but wanted to figure out how Ben was doing it you know before you know cutting him like trying to like get him in trouble because maybe they don't have enough evidence or even if they do get Ben in trouble like they don't want this to happen again so they actually staked out, and they had, a, they had a feeling like, okay, I don't keep these records online, so it has to be something with the, like the, uh, with the piece of paper that I have all the information on. So the teacher did what they always did and awaited in the classroom and was, like, recording, had, like, a camera out recording the whole thing. And the teacher apparently waited and saw Ben go in, take a photo, and that was it. The teacher had it on recording, the teacher was able to get like five or six other testimonies of people either using the service or being offered the service. And the people who were using the service, the teacher said, like, I, you're a clean slate from here on out if you do help me with this. So, yeah, the teacher got, you know, enough evidence and had a whole case against Ben. And Ben didn't even know until it hit him. And then immediately, like, Ben was just like told to go to the front office shown all the evidence against him, and bam, he was out. Because I think he already had, like, some kind of strike against him. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Henry did not do super well in that class, but at least he didn't get expelled for Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it.